This is a devotional that I wrote originally in 1979, and I felt impressed to share it uh, through this new media of audio blog. I hope you are blessed by this. The devotional is entitled, Our Heavenly Calling. The king's daughter is all glorious within, from Psalm 45. Let my beloved come into his garden and eat his pleasant fruits, from Song of Solomon 4.16. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. In the margin that heavenly places is things in Christ. From Ephesians chapter 1. In the first chapter of Ephesians, we have set before us the heavenly life, which is our calling, that we should be to the praise of his glory. All growth in spiritual life comes as a result of the spiritual blessings that are in Christ becoming reality within our inner man. We are not speaking of things we receive or happiness to be enjoyed in the hereafter, but of what we become as we partake more deeply of Christ in this life and what will characterize the saints throughout eternity. From 1 Timothy chapter 4, But godliness is profitable unto all things, having promise of that life that now is and of that which is to come. One of the most beautiful passages in all scripture describing this heavenly calling in life is found in Second Peter, the first chapter. According as his divine power hath given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness, through the knowledge of him that has called us to glory and virtue, whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, that by these you might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. And beside this, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue, and to virtue knowledge, and to knowledge temperance, and to temperance patience, and to patience godliness, and to godliness brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness charity. The title of this article is taken from Hebrews 3.1, and a parallel phrase is also used in Philippians, reading, The High Calling of God in Christ Jesus. High literally means upward. This is the sense we wish to bring out. The calling of God takes us upward, lifting us out of earthly concerns. As Joshua, when he was about to enter Canaan, which is a type of the heavenly life, was admonished of the Lord to be strong and very courageous. So in these last days, God is calling a people to spiritual strength and stamina that they might stand fast in those things that are coming upon the earth. For we are made partakers of Christ if we hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast unto the end. Hebrews 3.14 Confidence in this verse is the Greek substratum, or what stands under one. May we be found of him in that day, spiritually complete and strong 
in the power of his might. Ephesians 6.10 Seminars, teachings, positive thinking, and the like will not suffice in bringing forth that spiritual valor necessary to maturity. Our Lord uses the crucible of life to perfect his sons. But the God of all grace, who hath called us unto his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after that ye have suffered a while, make you perfect, establish, strengthen, settle you. From 1 Peter chapter 5. Seeing that we have been called to such, let us then glory in tribulations also, knowing that tribulation worketh patience, and patience experience, and experience hope. From Romans chapter 5. This takes us back to our original passage in Second Peter. In verses 5 through 7 of chapter 1, the spiritual fruits or characteristics mentioned have the sense of being tempered together into a complete, fully grown spiritual man. Each one is necessary to the whole. Notice the word virtue in verse 5. This word literally means strength. It is significant that it is given first because without it, the other fruits have no effectual power. Knowledge in verse 6 is epignosis, meaning full personal knowledge not head knowledge. And in your spiritual knowledge have self-control, and in your self-control have continuance or endurance, and in your endurance have godlikeness, and in your godlikeness have true, unselfish love for the brethren, and in your love for the brethren have the pure, selfless love which comes from God and is the love we are admonished to have for him. I have sought to give the spiritual sense of the above passage that a deeper understanding of spiritual maturity and of our heavenly calling might be gained. For if these things be in you and abound, they make you that you shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. That's from verse 8. Looking at verse 3, we see that we must have the full understanding that in Christ we have been given all things necessary for full growth as a present possession. Every place that the sole of your foot shall tread upon, that have I given unto you. Joshua 1.3 According to verse 4 of our original passage, all of the promises of God are given to us for the ultimate purpose that we might be sharers of his divine nature thereby bringing glory to him. Note in verse 10, For these things doing, in no wise shall ye stumble or err at any time. Once we sift through all the confusion of teachings, formulas, deeper so-called knowledge, and so on, we see that the thing that God is after in our lives is the strengthening of the inner man that we might stand victorious in all things. He is not interested in how much we do or how much we know, but in what we are in our inmost being. In order to bring us to see this, the Lord will dry up the brooks of knowledge, revelation, 
fellowship, outward manifestations, and various other external dependencies. Through many drying up experiences, we come to understand the kingdom of God within, Luke 17:21. All of our failures turn to our good when through them we are brought to a position of spiritual strength. As we have discussed from verse 11 of our chapter, it is through the formation of our inner being into his image that we will find entrance into his kingdom. Indeed, this heavenly life of which we have been speaking carries an eternal weight of glory in that it is the nature of God that is the atmosphere and very substance of the eternal realm. Let us serve God with all humility of mind, Acts 20:19, knowing that our walk here is preparation for the ministry he has in store throughout the ages to come. I, therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you that you walk worthy of the vocation or calling wherewith ye are called, with all lowliness and meekness, with long suffering, forbearing one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. There is one body and one Spirit, even as ye are called in one hope of your calling. Ephesians 4, verses 1 through 4. It is our specific burden in these last days that a real spiritual quality might come forth in his people. And as we seek to minister life and understanding, it is our prayer that many will press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Let us therefore as many as be perfect, mature, or complete, be thus minded, and if in anything, any aspect of life, ye be otherwise minded, God shall reveal even this unto you. Philippians chapter 3, verses 14 and 15. Characteristic of the singleness of vision of the bride in the Song of Solomon is the heart cry that all spiritual fruit be ultimately for the glory of God and for his pleasure. Let my beloved come into his garden and eat his pleasant fruits. Song of Solomon 4.16 Let us at all times hold in our hearts that we exist for his purposes and may all seeking of deeper communion and life have the primary motive of his interests. Many, though sincere, fall into the snare of trying to carry self-gain over into the deeper life. But as the twelve stones were left under the waters of Jordan, so must the self-centeredness of the old nature be left under death before we can enter the Canaan of the heavenly life. Joshua 4, 9 Herein is my Father glorified that ye bear much fruit. So shall ye be my disciples. John fifteen eight and that he died for all that they which live should not live unto themselves, but unto him which died for them and rose again. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 Just as the bride in the Song of Solomon entered spiritual victory in finding her beloved dwelling within her own heart, so we come to understand that it is in the realm of the inner being that we too are victorious. This heavenly life that dwells within us utterly transcends all outward circumstances and personal deficiencies. Thus it is that the Apostle prays that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might by his Spirit in the inner man, 
that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that ye, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and length and depth and height, and to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge, that ye might be filled with all the fullness of God. Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that worketh in us, unto him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus throughout all ages, world without end. Amen. From Ephesians chapter 3. May the Lord bless you. Amen.